You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Welcome to PlayStation Unchained, episode 76, and I can't believe it, we've gone past the milestone of 75. Oh, only 14 more, no, 24 more, see I can't even do counts, I can't do maths today. Um, it's, it's 14 more till the 90th, which is also a milestone I suppose. Yeah, 90, yeah, that's it, <laughs> 24 till 100 though. And as you can hear, we've got our amazing co-host with us this week, Neil Bolt, way. Uh, way, and hello. Hey. hey Neil, how are you doing? Oh, not too bad, got over an illness that sounds like you've now got. So, uh, so I've nothing to do with your realness. So don't let the rumor mill start. <laughs> you just wanted to make sure this podcast was sabotaged so that we don't just end up rambling the entire podcast. That's it. Well, I, I like the, having the uh, slightly huskier voice. You know, it's, uh, it goes over better with the old listeners. I, I, I'll blame Stephen. For some <laughs> if he's away, and because he's away, I become ill because I'm sad that he's away. <laughs> it's eating at your very soul. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And we've got a newcomer this week. Well, not newcomer, but newcomer for the podcast. Uh, you'll know him on the forums as Wax Weasel. Um, and you'll know him on here as Kevin. Or we can Good evening. Wax Weasel, which, whichever is easiest. <laughs> your, your choice. I don't really mind either uh, way. Let's go with Kevin, because why not? Yeah. Until we have another person named Kevin, then you're going to be Wax Weasel. Like. <laughs> no, the, only, the only other Kevin we have is fictional, so that's not too bad. <laughs> yeah, but we might be able to get him on someday, somehow. Even if we have to get an actor to do it. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> an actor. I mean if, you, if you're really into calling me Wax Weasel, then just do so. <laughs> uh, uh, Kevin sounds better. Kevin sounds better. Okay. Uh, so, Kevin, welcome to the cast. Thank you, thank you. Uh, have, you have you listened to previous casts before, especially ones with me and... Neil, no, not yet. Haven't um, haven't really checked out any of the podcasts myself because I usually end up clicking it away and not really paying attention to it. So no, that's that's not really. But okay, you're in for a treat. You're in for uh, a you treat. Know, you're in for the greatest podcast you've ever seen. You laugh. All right, I hope so. <laughs> so while we're talking about amazing great news, I think we should go straight to news because you know logic, that's, and that's the format. Yeah. So um, we'll think, I think I've got some good news here, actually. Formula Fusion, the spiritual successor to Wipeout, gets the green light. Uh, with Formula Fusion hitting Kickstarter just 30 days ago, the Wipeout successor now has ended its campaign with a total of £79,656. Uh, with only 24 hours to spare, it seemed like the second script was not going to be met as the proceeds were sat under 63000 But we just spoiled it with a top number, didn't we? That was, oh, there you go. Sorry. We did it. They did it. Well, we didn't do it. They did it. They did it. We can take credit. Yeah, we'll take credit for what they did. However, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fast and frantic final day, the number jumped up to 75,000, breaking it a number press of 70,000. Um, so, yeah, a new wipeout, which is... Not wipeout, but wipeout. New wipeout-looking thing. Wipeout 2.0. Wipeout yeah. 14186. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was just random numbers or a really good 4, equation. 4,186, you know, because it's a sequel to 297. Oh, so, no, you've been all clever. <laughs> no, 4,184. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's a sequel, though. 
Um, but it's not really a sequel, it's a spiritual sequel, which means that though it uses the same uh, same sort of concept of Wipeout, uh, the same sort of gameplay as Wipeout, it's not Wipeout because of copyright. Yes, in the same way that Mighty Number no. 9 is Mega Man and Bloodstained is Castlevania and yeah. Ukulele is Banjo-Tooie. Um, so, let's go with Kevin. What do you think of this new news about Formula Fusion? Well, I personally never really played any of the Wipeout games, so I'm not really familiar with them. But it's really nice to see that such a game, without actually having a lot of advertising around it, actually hit such a goal pretty fast, actually. Makes it interesting to see what people actually are interested in do as a game. Yeah, these big projects as well just sort of help the small ones on Kickstarter. It's, it's just people clamour for the old school stuff and it just brings more attention to Kickstarter. They might pick up on little things and fund those as well. Yeah, it's just some nice things getting funded at the minute, I think. It's, uh, it's, yeah. I think <laughs> they should use half the fun to bring back Ami Nakijama. I think I just butchered her name, but... <laughs> Uh, she she did cosplay for Wipeout. Oh yeah, amazing! I met her. You're a gamer. Oh, she dressed up as one of the ships. No, no, she's just in like the outfits. Yeah, the, not the actual ship. No, that'd be weird. But no, she's would like, it would it really be weird though? You know, it'd be amazing, but it'd be a bit weird. So a pair of legs in high heels <laughs> walking around dressed as a Wipeout ship. <laughs> and then it should have a like a ship that makes a sound. <laughs> or he just goes around going whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> uh, and then they should just uh, they should just make a fake track and make it actual wipeout cosplay racing wow that'd be cool <laughs> that'd be amazing you could just have different vehicles from different yeah you know, stylized racing games yeah. that, see we've already made a new game a new a new concept concept you should yeah that's amazing a new convention. So uh, there's a new Kickstarter coming up then after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be we have the bucket. Please be excited. <laughs> uh, okay, while we're talking about exciting things, let's go to The Witcher 3. Uh, PS4 patch 1.03 releases due next week. Uh, de- developers looking to fix the frame rate issues. Uh, CD Projekt Red has revealed that patch 1.3 of PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of the cookie came Witcher 3 will be available next week to download. While patch is already available for PC, the game consoles will have to wait a little bit longer because of, you know, PlayStation having to approve all the updates and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have many frame rate issues with it. I'm I only had some uh, frame rate issues when the little clips in between were playing. Then I noticed sometimes that it was like a little bit laggy, but mm-hmm. eventually with just gameplay itself, I didn't really have an issue. I had some issues with, yeah, like if, it was, if I'm saving then the frame oh. rate will drop for a second, you know, when I manual save. Um, I've often found it is one of those that you have to be taking a certain path of action for these yeah. things to get worse. Because yeah. back when Skyrim had so much trouble on PS3, I had none of it. I had yeah. so such a clean run-through. And then I went on to Fallout 3 and thought I'd have the same thing. Oh, I'll have a nice clean run-through there. But no, it, you know, 60 hours in, I could not play the game. It just stopped moving. The frame rate got that low. Yeah. It's, uh, so yeah, it's just when you've got big open world games, these things tend to happen a bit more because there's more that can go wrong and all the testing of the world won't change that, sadly. And it also helps that there's so many people who purchase The Witcher 3, me included, mm. that you can't test every 
possible outcome for a game because there's so many people that purchase. You might have like, you might have like two thousand, three thousand testers. Yeah, max. Yeah, that's it. But if you got one million people buying it, <laughs> there's always going to be people disappointed at something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't end. this. You can't make everyone happy. Yeah. No, and to be fair, there's been very little. No, harumphing about it compared to say you know, an Assassin's Creed doing the same thing. Probably because you know the game behind it is so good, but yeah, it's just I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm not there yet with that one, but I will be at some uh, point. See, I haven't played it much because of, I've got reviews to come up soon. But from what I have played of it, I've liked it. Hmm, it's good. Um, uh, I think we should go to Sony Files trademark for the player. But what is it? What is it? Who knows? This is by Mike Harridans, who sadly couldn't make it tonight. Because Again, he he's has not social. Dead. He's, he's social. He has people to talk to. Um, so, yeah, he's not here. Um, which makes us sad. But, but also it means... We've got no, nobody to hold us back. I'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, so be Ben fired from the podcast next week. <laughs> I'm the head of the podcast. I can't be fired. Sonny <laughs> has secured a new trademark filing... But I gained spot with the United States Patient and Trademark Office when I am called the player. Uh, while it is unknown exactly what the player is, the final is registered to Sony Picture Television and also maintains the video games in some capacity. Uh, the trademark is linked to two good servers, the first being double electronic game software, video game software, and the second being to entertainment software in the nature of dramatic television series. Um, I would love it to be uh, like a video games, video show thing, where people come on and play video games for prizes. Like esports, but well, like Games Master. Yeah, like Games Master. That would oh, be amazing. Yeah. But I think it'll probably be a like a sequel to the Tester, if anything. Mm. Where yeah, you... actually, yeah, that's actually good. Cool. Uh, so yeah, the, the Tester was a TV show that Sony did for a while, where uh, people would go on stage and become do something. I never watched it. I'll admit that. But anyway, <laughs> the the prize was you were a games tester. Yeah, Which at the end of it. It's not much of a prize, really, if I'm honest. You, you don't. It sounds good, but it's not really. It's yeah. something. Congratulations. <laughs> You'll get to play the same game bit over and over again for the next oh, few God. months. Oh, God, can you imagine the people that had to do that for Escape Dead Island? No, they, they, they didn't hire anyone for that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because everyone got about two minutes into it that got hired and said, no, done, sorry, out. It's <laughs> <But that's> just <laughs> too much to comment on. That's where they got the title from. Yeah. Escape. <laughs> <laughs> it's the t- testers escaping from the game. Aha, we'll call it that. It's perfect. <laughs> um, so, Neil, do you, what do you think the player's going to be? Do you think it's uh, testing? Or yeah, do you think it, Sony's going to some sort of pimping TV show? It'll probably be one of those reality-type shows that aren't reality. And... Um, yeah, there'll be a, like powers. It'll probably be something that's shown exclusively through the PlayStation Network, and yeah, and yeah I would say yeah, it's gonna have something to do with real people and something to do with playing games somewhere along the line. It'd be cool if it's like a contest show because we need something like that. As long as we have a good Saki host, you know, I should be the oh. host. You should be the host. <laughs> the new Dominic Diamond. <laughs> ah, that'd be, uh, that would be an amazing job. That would be a great job, but so uh, <laughs> nobody would tune in, though. I, I don't think you get that with a big company like Sony. That you get someone that much like a Dominic Diamond type who's no. just going to take the mick out of everything. 
So, no. but yeah, here's hoping, eh? And Kevin, what do you think? I don't know. I actually never really saw um, a TV show or something like you guys have where gaming was involved. Go so we can pause the podcast and record it in twenty minutes. <laughs> I'll write it down and I'll um, look at an episode later. Good. Um, later, yeah. Later seconds now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, no, I, uh, I'll I'll check it out later because I'm curious. I don't know really what to expect. So, um, yeah, and I couldn't really describe it. It's just cheesy, weird stuff, but it's 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 funny for what it is. Looking back at it when you're older, when you know, because we were kids when when I watched it personally, and yeah, later on you realise how much innuendo is in it and how much sarcasm. It's like ah. Shame they didn't carry on doing things like that in the later years. Also, I think it was called Age of Camelot. I think. Age of Camelot. I think it was called this or something like that. It's basically it was a UK-based uh, video game show where some kids were forced to play this like, um, you know, like uh, you know, like touch bait, yeah, strategy puzzle RPG game. As you did each level, you got a key, and then yeah, if you died, you you were locked out. It was like Crystal Maze, but video games. What like Nightmare? That was it, Nightmare. Nightmare, oh, Nightmare is awesome. That's that still it. they still show that on TV right. now. You know, on, I think it's on Challenge TV I, in the UK. I don't know why I got Age of Camelot, but you know, I was speaking of. <laughs> but yeah, basically, the guy in the game has a helmet on that he can't see anything, and his teammates have to tell him which way to step to get out of the dangers and stuff. It's, it's it is ridiculously naff, but it's. Yeah. Funny ass. Just I want that, back. but we're uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> I feel outnumbered not being from the UK because I've never seen any of these shows. <laughs> yeah, the TV shows to watch. I yeah, mean, yeah that's something. TV. That's something. There's nothing that's on TV, so it's not like you're going to be missing anything. As you can tell, because we're talking about shows from the 1990s. And so, so. <laughs> uh, uh, Crystal Mesa, that was a great show as well. Ah, Richard O'Brien. Ah, some good, good shows. Shall we move on to another story of the news? Okay, so blank four welcomes back former Naughty Dog developer after he was The developer behind the hotly anticipated PS4 inclusive sequel Uncharted 4 Thief's End is welcomed back to a former back a former employee after a nine months stunt at Ubisoft. Uh, David Ballard worked at New York Dog from 2009 to 2014 when he was involved with Uncharted 2, Uncharted 3, The Last of Us, and been de- before the pipe was off to develop a AAA next-gen title as senior environment artist. Um, well, he's now returned to Naughty Dog, working as multiplayer level designer. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, carry on. Uh, uh, Uncharted 4 was originally on holiday 2015, but was delayed to Oh, that's why. Multiplayer, isn't it? That's the delay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Bad Naughty Dog. You're a bad Naughty Dog because you're going to just go the same as you did last time. And but flashier. Like, make microtransactions for every bit of costume for Drake. <laughs> oh, do you want a special ring? That'd be 79 pence. Oh, you want a hairstyle? That'd be one pound. Oh, you want a new spazzy t-shirt? Spazzy t-shirt? Oh, that'd be... Yeah, I'd like to say that they might have... I'd like to say they changed the tune, but then there's the you know, taunts pack from... Yeah. Uh, Last of Us. Do you want an Uncharted 3 tour pack? £2.90. <laughs> oh, God. 
Do you want 60 frames per second? 60p. 1p per frame. Penny a frame. Come get your frames per second. Penny a frame. So, uh, Neil Bolt, I'll ask you what you, what you think about this, but it's going to cost you 250 <laughs> Hang on. Uh, I forgot my wallet. Can, oh, I, fair can you spot me till next week? So, yeah. It's a pre order yeah. anyway, so you don't have to pay up front. That's true. Yeah, and I can cancel that pre order <laughs> in a minute. So. <laughs> Which way? <laughs> I, I mean, I can re- uh, retract my statement. Um, yeah. What's to say about that, really? About you know, all that panic people had about people leaving Naughty Dog. You know, a while back, and so just coming back anyway. Just they just missed their family. They, <laughs> they just killed. went to go and mess things up at Ubisoft instead. <laughs> uh, it's uh, almost espionage, actually. If you think about it. Yeah. The amount of time you went away, and that's the uh, decline of Ubisoft. Yeah, it was like with what's me called it. Yeah. Didn't one of Sony's heads go to Microsoft for a bit before Xbox One? <laughs> yeah, I think it was right, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh man. Then the Xbox One did Phil Spencer wasn't. I thought Phil Spencer was Sony at one point. I don't recall that being the case, but who was it? I know there was someone that was Sony and then went over to. Well, he obviously wasn't very important. Uh, yeah. Oh, Phil Harrison, that was it. Uh, okay, now I'm going to get people screaming at me, going, "What? You don't know nothing." I don't know anything. Uh-uh. Yeah, Phil Harrison made boss of Microsoft's new game studio. Was that was Sony? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. For shame. See, I can retract that statement as it was a pre-order statement. Yeah, pre-ordered it. They cancel it. Because... There you go. Yeah, it was that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that was just before the Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, see? It's genius <laughs> when you think about it. It's a... So smart. And we thought, we, we, we worked out, Sony. We worked out your evil denial, you know, evil schemes. <laughs> it only took yeah. us three years. But we did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't want us revealing more details, you, you know, Send there's us a... an email. At... <laughs> <laughs> there's a Swiss bank bank account with my name on it. Well, there isn't. But there can be. There might be. Yeah. I just don't have one yet. Or <laughs> do I? <laughs> just uh, put it in a brown paper bag. Leave it outside my front door. I you think know. Before we fit, we keep rambling on about this. Uh, Kevin, before, before we well, keep before right. we ramble even more about this, uh, Kevin, <laughs> um, what do you think of the thing that I forgot what we were talking about now? About Uncharted Four, welcoming back the former North. Uncharted Four, welcoming back people. <laughs> well, you know, uh, honestly, I don't really have an opinion about it. I mean, it's just a job. Just because one person's gone doesn't mean the whole game is suddenly fucked up or anything. So, yeah, I don't know. This this guy's just trying to get a job or trying to get more work so I don't see the problem in it yeah, it's nothing really downsize. special about it yeah, so they downsize after projects there's That's no point simple. keeping all the staff hired because you don't, if you've done all the sound you know sound stuff for the game you're not going to have him ah oh, mate uh, you've done all the we've done all the gun sounds we've done the background music we've done the game but we've done the cutscenes uh, we've got nothing for you to do so what we're going to do is going to pay you ten dollars and you can sit in that corner spinning a wheel Oh man, that'd be a cool job. <laughs> the only thing that Ubisoft was lucky because for nine months they actually had someone who was able to change some positive things because all their games are broken these t- these days, and that's just 
wrong. So for nine months, they actually had someone who made a game that wasn't broken. Uh, <laughs> maybe we won't see the... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I don't think it's the star's fault. It's, uh, it fairs, it's, it's down to deadlines with them. I think it's just... If they didn't put such ridiculous deadlines on their games in the first place... I don't know. I don't think it's entirely with deadlines because if we look at Assassin's Creed Unity, mm. I mean... They're just they continuously had... pushing out a new game for the series instead of taking the time and actually making proper Unity's changes prob- to it and everything. Yeah, Unity's problem was they had too many people working on it yeah, from different so. studios, and they obviously somewhere there was a communication break about what they were doing because a big one. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, it is huge, you can, you can see Chinese whispers. Yeah, you can see the ideas on on there, and you can see that they're different ideas that have not been pieced together very well. And that's the most frustrating part about Unity because it could have been something really good had maybe two teams been working on it. But what was it, seven teams in the end? I think it was, they had. More than that, wasn't it? No, I think it was about seven. It's almost (laughs) almost as much as Call of Duty then. Well, just more than Call of Duty because Call of Duty is six, isn't it? Yeah, but then they split that between three. So. That's that's different, and they know what they're doing, you know, to a degree. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, Call of Duty may get a lot of Call crap. Of Duty. But it's yeah, but they do it and they make it work. That unique IP that I keep advertising. <laughs> <laughs> what, Tony Hawk's or Guitar Hero or um. Uh, Tony, don't bring up Tony Hawk's because that just makes me sad. <laughs> I feel you, bro. They're rebooting the series and going back to its roots. Yay! It will have projectiles and fireballs. It was dead to me a long time. Yeah, it was just dead to me a long time ago, and it's just the idea I have now is that it's sort of gonna feel like it's Tony Hawk, but instead it's Mario trying to fire off some projectiles. That's what it is, isn't it? (laughs) I can actually see it. Someone in the Activision conference calls were just saying, "Oh, you know what we could do with Tony Hawk? We could make it like Mario Kart." (laughs) <laughs> um, before he got to finish and say I meant that we could make it a really fun multiplayer game for all the family they saw and said yeah we should have freaking fireballs and shit Mario is doing good so yeah, <laughs> you know, good one. all I want is a skateboard DLC for Mario Kart now <laughs> and then they realised yeah, I reckon they spent all the budget on that meeting then went oh, yeah you know what we haven't really got the budget to make the game so it's just Fork it out to the nearest company that can do it. Just, no, they just got bored of companies, so they just threw it at dartboard. Yeah, it's probably like pass the parcel when you get Activision with franchises that aren't called a duty. They just hand it off to, to each person on their different divisions, and then got a hat. Yeah. Who wants the? Who wants it? Who wants it? Oh God, I've got to make another Spider-Man game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go to... Well, we're talking about reboots. I've tied this in some, by some magic. Oh, the to, segue. To the next, act, to the next title. Uh, Ned, Need for Speed. Uh, reboot Ned, announced. Sorry. <laughs> Ned for Speed. That would be awesome. <laughs> Ned for Speed. <laughs> I'm going to go hardly diddly fast. <laughs> Anyway. Speederoody. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You okay, so it's now called Ned for Speederoody. We've got an for PS4. 
Uh, Electronic Arts announced a full reboot of Net for Speed Arena <laughs> franchise for PS4, PC, and Xbox One. Uh, in development at Ghost Games, uh, Need for Speed, Ned for Speed Rooney will run on the same version <laughs> of, the, of the Holy Byte engine as the upcoming Star Wars Battlefront. It is said to be a full reboot of the long <laughs> recent game. God, my. Ned for Speed Rooney is one of the most iconic names in games. We'll return it to greatness in the reboot, said Ghost Games. Its executive producer, uh, Ned. Flanders, uh, I mean Marcus Nilsson, sorry. It's a bit fitting, right? Matt Flanders and having a ghost games. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost of Mord game. Uh, uh, pulling on our 20 years of history, which is almost as long as The Simpsons, and then taking a year out from the race in the game, we're making the game we always wanted to. Uh, we're listening to about Ned. <laughs> uh, we're listening to the fans and delivering an experience that we can t- capture their imagination. See, that sounds something like Ned would say. And at least a passion for cars and speed and, and safety. Uh, EA confirmed that a full reveal of the game will take place next month, or of course, on this podcast. Uh, most likely <laughs> E3 for now. Check out your official trailer below, which, as this is a vocal thing, you cannot watch it. And it but... features no Ned Flanders. And there's no Ned Flanders in it, which means this is not the real trailer. It's a fake. Anyway, so if you want to see the trailer, go to psu.com for the need... The Ned for Speed the Rooney trailer. Yeah. Otherwise, search Google and find a real one because, yeah. yeah, it's clearly not right. Yeah, it's not the right one. Oh, and you know what? I was going to tell them off for not really needing to do a reboot of Need for Speed because you're still just <laughs> driving cars. And yet, here they are adding a beloved character of The Simpsons in. It's mad, isn't it? Now we know why Harry Shearer left The Simpsons. <laughs> So you could voice Need for Speed. No, Ned for as Speed Ned. Rudy. Yeah, as in the new Ned for Speed. Speed Rudy, this is great. Hi, diddly ho, driver. <laughs> Take a left to Rooney. Uh, uh, so, oh, I'm crying from this laugh. Neil, while I'm wearing yeah, my kids, I, I, what do you think? I think I said what I feel really Okay, well, well, Kevin, what do you think about this? Ned for Speed Rooney. Well, Ned has always been a really good influence in the series. So, uh, no, I um, I never really played much of the Need for Speed series. Maybe some of the older games, like Most Wanted, the original one, not the remake. And I had some fun on that one and some other ones that I can't even remember the title of. I remember playing it on PSP. But, yeah, I don't know. For me, it's not really something that I'm waiting for, but... For the fans of the series, I guess it's a nice thing to see another Need for Speed pop up. I'm looking forward to it now. What worries me is it's another game where EA have just gone back to their past. They did it with Star Wars Battlefront, and now they're doing it with this being basically underground free. Because people have just moaned about it for years. Oh, I want another one of those. It's like, But none of the people that worked on those games are working on this game now. It's... So people are just going to be very, very disappointed if it's not exactly like that, but shinier, effectively. Uh, I think we've covered Ned for Speed Rooney enough now. Yes. Um, to be honest, we have created the superior game anyway. Again, we're just <laughs> Again. good. Um, you look out for that at E3. Yeah. Uh, it will be crowdsourced by Indiegogo. Uh <laughs> 
Uh, the Witcher... Anyway, let's go to some more news. Uh, the Witcher 3. Some more Witcher 3. Uh, the Witcher 3 dev responds to visual downgrade accusations we didn't see as a problem. Uh, users flocked to NeoGAF. Uh, remember to check out NeoGAF.com. There's loads of news there. Uh, claiming that the game who was released worldwide on Tuesday for PS4, PS, PS4, PC and Xbox One was also represented in earning marketing efforts such as 2013 VGX trailer. Uh, the final product, they said, looks completely different uh, to the current game. So, yeah, uh, in response to this criticism, Mark Iwinski, sorry if I butchered <laughs> your name, uh, co-founder of the CD Project Red told Eurogamer, we do a certain build for a trade giant, you pack it, works, it looks amazing, you're on me dead, and you're extremely far away from completing the game, and then you put it in the open world regardless of the platform, it's like, oh, beep, it sh- doesn't really work. <laughs> Uh, we already showed it, now we've got to make it work, and then we've got to try to make it on a huge scale, and it's the nature of game development. Uh, people saying that 2013 was better, but actually there's plenty of things that's improved since 2013. Size of world, frame rate per second, uh, game suggested, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to read the whole article, because what's the point of going to our website and reading the article? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, basically they said there's not much difference. Um, I don't mind the graphics. They look still look stunning for me for an open world game. They may not look like they did before, uh, but they still look damn, damn, damn good. Damn, damn good. Really. good. If I do myself. Yeah, I did see a very good analogy for it the other day, which is like basically someone saying, you know, "It's like look at this outstanding cake." It's like it's not mega outstanding anymore, though. It's, it's still like, cake though. I want it. Yeah, and it's still outstanding. It's just that it doesn't look as pretty. It's the same as any game. Come on, you know, it's they never look as good as they initially do. I'm like the only person in the world that thinks that I don't care what cake looks like. I well, mean, sorry, to a degree. Completely nothing to do with games, but if <laughs> cakes. I'm sorry, but it's going to be in my stomach. My stomach doesn't care how pretty it is. That is pretty much my attitude to lager. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have a pretty big I don't care if it costs one I don't care if it costs one ninety nine for four. If it does the job, that's all that matters. And I have a pretty big stomach, so yeah. <laughs> it can judge cake just well. Uh so yeah, sorry about that, Neil. I just it's right. cake. It's okay. I went there, so you know, it <laughs> had to happen. Have to know your priorities. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had cake in over a year, so. You haven't had cake in over a year? Yeah. I just had a Viennese whirl. Oh. I don't even like cake. <laughs> oh my god, this is just. <laughs> What's going on in the world? Well, people not eating cake? cake everyone. <laughs> <laughs> people not liking cake, people not eating cake. Send your hail mail, hate mail at. <laughs> uh, so I will tell yeah. them that. Yeah, no. Nothing about... Anyway, carry on, Neil. Sorry. I don't know. I'm still fixated on Viennese Wells now. Um, what were we talking about that wasn't Viennese Wells? <laughs> visual downgrade of visual The downgrade. Witcher 3. Uh, okay, Pishtosh. It's just like every other game. It's like, it's going to look better when they first show it off for that very reason they want to show it off. It's like, they've always said it's developed with you know, not just PC in mind this time around, so... That argument is really invalid for once, I would say. That they've downgraded. It's like, all they've done is, they've done their vertical slice, showed what they think it will be like to promote it to the public. It's not 
going to look like that in the end. And I still can't quite believe people fall for that. It's like with the um, recent footage for uh, Battlefront. It's like, it won't look that good. It really won't. Yet people are still sort of lured in, and then they're angry. Later because, oh my god, they didn't make this game look as good as it did in the trailer. It's like, yes, because you're actually controlling it. And, you know, you've got your HUD up, and stuff's happening that isn't being controlled like in a trailer. It's, so yeah, it's as ever a bit of a fuss about nothing. And Kevin, what do you think of this downgrade nonsense? Pretty much the same as Neil, honestly. I mean, it as he said, they create this little piece of the game to show off, like this is what we made, this is what it will look like, sort of. This is how it will play, but it's never really the same as the game eventually will look like because they make it to show off. It's it is this. I mean, it's logical in my eyes that the game is not the same until it's actually released and on your own screen. Mm. But people don't want to realize that. They just want to say, like, I see this footage, I want it to be the same, else I'll complain like hell. And I don't get that because eventually they'll complain all the time about blah, blah, the game looks bad, the graphics are worse than you showed us. But, I mean, isn't that a little bit logical? Because eventually after creating more and more you have to come across some problem that's uh, that's sort of giving you a limitation that you have to work around with exactly bring, bringing down the graphic quality in my eyes is just one of the logical decisions at the moment because you don't want to take away actual gameplay so i don't see the whole tears around it personally same thing was happening with watchdogs when it was released i mean at first we saw a stunning trailer then the game got released and it looked nothing like it. I mean, okay, Watch Dogs was quite a downgrade, but still, it was, it was, I, I think understood the, the logic. Yeah, I think that was the problem. It's things like that that just get people out of tears and then just label everything with the same thing, saying, oh, it just looks so terrible. But you know this time that it's you know, just people whining because it's not been as big an issue as Watch Dogs was. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's like even for Uni's problems, it's like, the trailers were quite an upgrade from what happened there, but no one seemed to care as much about that at the time, and it still wasn't something that was brought up when Unity had its problems at later, later on in the time. And then recently with the Syndicate trailer for Assassin's Creed Syndicate, it was um, you know they're pretty much showing it as it is, which oddly enough had the opposite reaction of people going, "Oh, it looks rubbish." Like yeah, exactly. Right. Yes, yeah, so, so like you can't win. So. <laughs> I saw the trailer and I thought, you know, this game's going to look pretty good because that's really good for a game to look like in my eyes. And then there's other people like, blah, blah, this looks bad. I don't like it. They could have done way better. But nobody seems to realize that mostly a game, when it's revealed, they show like a random trailer or a reveal trailer like Star Wars Battlefront. While Assassin's Creed, they actually showed you gameplay of what it will look like, how it will play. That's the only thing at the moment I like about Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's got to have been done in mind with what happened with Unity and with their other games, you know, like Watch Dogs. I mean, The Division is also showing signs of that. You know, they, they showed off this prettified version of everything that's going to happen, and of course the next time they showed it, it didn't look as good, and then it didn't look again, good again, and then the delay happened. So, yeah, it's... 
it's ambition. And as we were saying earlier about the whole vertical slice thing, it's, like, it's in an area where, especially with open world games, this is, that when you have an open world, there are so many variables, as we said earlier, and that can make all sorts of things happen or run at different speeds or just not know what's going to happen. And that vertical slice doesn't exist in that open world environment. It is just a short, small area that doesn't have to think of all the other stuff. It doesn't have to keep loading up all the background stuff that's going to be coming because it knows where it's going. It knows the path has been set. And that's why it can look as good as it does. And that's why it can, you know, they're selling you a promise effectively on what it should be like. It's like, it's almost like storyboards and concept art in a way. Modern trailers, I find. They're, they're just showing you what they, their ideas for the game are. And yeah, it is easy to get caught up in the hype of, wow, it looks great, it's amazing, and that's what I really hope for. But then, yeah, you quickly realise, you know, ah, yeah, okay, yeah, let's think about this. It's going to look good, but not that good. Well, that sounds good, but not that good. So let's, <laughs> listen to, let's hope that they do it right, to be honest. Um, while we're talking about stuff that I just dislike, uh, let's go to GTA 5. Uh, uh, GTA 5 story DLC is still coming. Take 2 admits it's misspoken. Uh, this was by Mike Har- Mike, I'm out being social harridance. Uh, Graph Auto 5 story based DLC to be on track again after comments from Take 2's. I'm going to butcher his name, Straw Zelnik, indicated the publisher not spoken of such for plans for the critically acclaimed crime opius. Uh, check PSU.com on this, but basically there was there's talk about story DLC. Obviously, this is going to involve either goats or Ned Flanders, um, or maybe a mix of the two, and have a Ned Flanders goat. Ned the goat, yeah. Go to Reno, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I'm not a fan of GTA, so I can't really say much about this. Um, Kevin, do you like GTA at all? Well, I'm not like a big fan of the whole series because I didn't really play most of them. I played like the fourth, the fifth. I remember Liberty City Stories on PSP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can I can enjoy the games. I don't see the whole um, hype behind it. I, I don't know. They're good games. I enjoy them. But to me, they're not that special. It's just fun to take away your time with that game. Um, I'm not really a DLC fan myself as you have to pay for every single bit of DLC these days where mm. in the past it was like oh here's an expansion pack loads of content for like 15 dollars 15 euros whatever yeah and that was brilliant and these days when there's DLC I rarely actually even look at it because mostly it's not worth it in my opinion so yeah i would say it's with rockstar though they're very different in the way they do things because all the DLC they've released to date has been free but they've not made anyone pay a penny for the extra and it, all of the time of waiting for the heist people were still whinging about heist you know, month after month after month and yet in that time every month there was something new you know, even if it's little things they were giving it to you you, know, you weren't having to pay extra cash it's like uh, and you think back to GTA 4 Instead of just putting out a DLC pack, they put out you know, a couple of episodes of uh, content that was you know good enough to be a game in its own right to a degree. 
And then the same with um, Red Dead Redemption, where they had the Undead Nightmare pack, which was... was, They still got very much layered in the old-school idea of doing expansion packs. I think that's why they don't just rush out and say, here's another bit of content that should have been in the game, because, I mean... When I finished GTA Five the first time, you know, it's a good thirty-five hours in, and then still many, 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 many hours after that, uh, still playing it and finding stuff and gets it. That's that's good value for your game. And then there's the online and added extra. And I just think that it's the people get impatient about it because you see all these companies that do do the DLC because it's supposed to be stuff in the game and it's out like you know three months after the game's been out oh there you go this is this expansion pack and it's blatantly i mean destiny's a very good example of this that you know we're what two expansion packs in and as ben yourself has found that the stuff's there it's there in the game and they should have just given it instead of charging an extra 35 quid yeah, to I buy it most of the dlc on mm. destiny on the disc <laughs> i showed people how to get to them as well that's it so yeah people get pissy about it you know that, oh it's taking so long to do this this and the other it's because they care because they want to do it right uh, I believe yeah. that's all of us now anyway okay. <laughs> uh, yeah I think so um, so yeah I can't believe I don't know I'm speechless <laughs> Which is rare for me. Rare for me to word. um, words of speaking. Um, so while we're talking about speech and stuff, let's go to Samurai Warriors 4 2. Uh, coming to USA, uh, Europe for PS4, PS3, and Vita. Uh, Chat McCoy's announced that Samurai 4 will be hitting the PS4, PS3, PSV in Europe on October 2nd. Uh, the game will also be hitting US stores this year, though, at least it has yet to be confirmed, even though I'm sure that's what I just said. <laughs> Europe, okay. Uh, the release date is just being confirmed. Uh, the Temporary Hack Slash will be fully repayable at the forthcoming, but in the past, London MCM Expo, because it was forthcoming when this article was written, but it was last weekend. Yes. Well, it's carrying on, going on right now, but by the time you hear this, it'll be last weekend. One of the time paradox things, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's future past. <laughs> Uh, developed by Omega Force, Samurai Warriors 4 2 is a re-release of the original Samurai Warriors 4 intended to offer gamers the definition version of the title. Uh, I'm tempted actually because I love I love me some Warriors games. Um, so I might get it. Depends on money, of course, in October. Yeah. But chances are, yeah, I'll probably get this. Uh, uh, it's probably not going to be on my radar, I'll say that. It, even if it's just to make you happy. <laughs> Happy, isn't you, you aim to make chin happy. Chin is happy. A happy chin is a happy chili. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, in case anyone knows, Chin is Isper Chin on Twitter. He is the community manager for Tecmo Curry Games. Um, I'd recommend to follow him, but a NS, NSFW warning with following him is kind of chin. That's the only way to describe him. So yeah, I'd recommend following him, but only if you're over 18. Or can handle it. So yeah. Um, so yeah, Neil. What do you think of the new Samurai Warriors game? Which is an old Samurai game. <laughs> uh, 
So it would probably not come up on my radar too much. It's just, you know, it's at a time when everything else that I'm fully anticipating, Phantom Pain, pretty much taking up most of the end of the year for me. That and you know, having a child, another child in the house. So yeah. Congratulations again on that. I'm just going to mention it every week so you congratulate me it's great so, <laughs> <laughs> until it actually happens then I'm going to milk it for another year <laughs> yeah I keep adding on weeks so it's a bit like, born yet no 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 it's still uh, so there's a whale in the background <laughs> two years later no 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 <laughs> long gestation period that's all it is <laughs> yeah anyway Warriors games great but great fun but yeah probably not this time probably later and Kevin, are you are you back? I'm still here. I'm still here. Okay. Um, well, no comment. I mean, never played it, and I don't really feel like I will. It's but one of those games Chin that's now? not really on my list. But will you follow Chin? I think that's a big question. <laughs> I don't use Twitter that actively, so, so no. That means yes. No. <laughs> hey, don't make me do what I did when Mike and have Shahida Hamid turn on come on the podcast just to make someone use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that was I should get back on. He was an amazing guest. Uh just because we could annoy him so much about the Vita. <laughs> we even got him to say something he wasn't supposed to. That was a good cast. Yeah. yeah, he talked Ooh. about a game that hadn't been announced yet, but so we nearly edited it out in case. <laughs> oh, sorry. Otacon just went off on my phone. Sorry. Okay. So, <laughs> so I've got an, an Otacon. I've got Otacon. <laughs> I've got a, an alarm clock on my phone that's Otacon from Metal Gear Solid 2, where he's a. Uh, I don't know if you played it, but where you upload the photos in the tanker section. Have I played it? Uh, and it's like, and yeah, there's like a little sprite version of Articon, and it just says those phrases if you accidentally press it. So, so <laughs> I would press it again, but you know. <laughs> so. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll, I'll look for some more news actually first because I think I think we need a bit more news. Do you need more news? More news? There's more news. news. Is there more news out there? Yeah, we need more news. Oh, here we go. Here's some news. Email us at... <laughs> about news, guys. About we don't care news. what it's about. Just send us news. Just send us news. Just random words. We'll read it out. Is there a milk drought in your area? Tell us. <laughs> Local pizzeria. <laughs> Local pizzeria needs picking up. You just get in contact. Yeah, we'll just... We'll, we'll, we'll give it a bit of a shout out. Woo! Uh, God of War 3 on PS4 is around 20% bigger than the PS3 version, but it's not as big as your pizza area. Pizza area. Pizza area. <laughs> now you got me. <laughs> uh, PS4 version of God of War 3 isn't quite as big as you might think, even though we just said it's bigger. So, that, that makes sense. Someone's got size issues. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bigger, but it's not big. It's not about the size, it's what it can do. It can whip out a 42 gigabyte size. Um, My stars, that's yeah. something. That's one big size. Uh, one of the file sizes is subject to change, as was the case with Witcher 3 The Wild Hunt. Because uh, it's all based on the other camera. Yeah. Uh, the, the list inputs the action adventure tile at roughly 20% larger than the PS3 camera pack, which Ooh. clocked in at 35 gigabytes. Which tell is you what, big anyway. Tell you what, you can't put that on a floppy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
There's going to be a lot of floppy disks. <laughs> <laughs> Try installing that. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, well, to be honest, if you were trying to install that, you would probably be trying to install it from when floppy disks were still around. Yes, pretty much to this day. <laughs> You'll be finally playing it next month when it comes out, and you've got it in 1990. <laughs> So, what did you do this week? I installed an eyeball. Eyeball. That's great. <laughs> uh, anyway, God War 3 Remastered did you out in July. Uh, Sony announced earlier this week that pre-order customers will receive a dynamic God of War theme. I don't... I'm not going to talk about this much because every time I do talk about it, I want to... I have to bite my you know, tongue about what I want to talk about because I would get in trouble. Wait till it's released, yeah. We'll wait, wait for the release, and then we'll yeah. say it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say bad Sony. Slap on the wrist. Bad, bad Sony. Um, so I think I think we're done with news. I think we can go to our reviews now. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. I yeah. don't know. Maybe, baby. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Just I, I want to say a heads up. If, when the uh, Life is Strange review comes out, because I haven't read it because I'm not up to date. Oh, don't worry, it, I only read the... The last bit about the... Yeah, but if there's any spoilers in that last bit, avoid them. I've just done set episode two, so I'm, I'm just starting episode three. Okay, um, Brawl PS4 review. This is by John Paul Jones, and trust me, I downloaded this game, and I do not envy this guy. <laughs> I feel bad for this guy for playing this. It's one of the worst games I've ever played in my life, and I've played really bad games. I can't believe he gave it a seven. Uh, leap, leaps and bounds ahead of their previous effort and this is leaps and bounds can't believe how bad the last one must have been uh, Brawl might not have been the, the, the most popular, polished title available and the Dark Sense certainly feels overdone but as a great multiplayer party title the, uh, the game arguably brings the feels where it counts see that's where I have an issue I don't have friends <laughs> uh, we like the provides a decent take on Bottleman style gameplay local <coughs> multiplayer rarely fails to entertain uh, different characters enable very player styles. I played the guy in the wheelchair all the time. Uh, we dislike the single player boss fights can be horrendously frustrating. He's more polished, a lot more polished. Dark setting fails flat. Uh, 7 out of 10. I, if I was reviewing, I'd give it a 4. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with it there, like I said. Um, John Paul Jones. He does like his indies. Yeah, he does like them. Enough, so he views them. In a more positive light than most, I'd say. So, uh, have you guys bought Brawl? No, Not I was. Supposed, no, I was um, asked if I wanted to go to Poland to go and see it in the preview stage. I would have done that. I would have done that for shit's sake. So I would have. Yeah, loved well, to be invited just, to that. I literally couldn't because it was like last minute. And what like... wasn't I invited? <laughs> and and the last time I went to Poland was a disaster. So you know, I don't know if I really should be back in that country. But so. the last event I went to was in February, and I want to go to another one. Uh, anyway, well, I'll go to another one. Anyway, let's go yes. to the next review, which was uh, Torren PS4 review: A Beautiful Take on Life and Death. Uh, this was done by our greatest Russian, Gary. Um, I'm not going to say his second name because I don't want to butcher it again. It's Bagdazarov. Bagdazarov. Yep, there we go. But uh, I'd find a way to butcher it somehow. <laughs> uh, uh, boasting some superb art designs and fan battle puzzle mashups, Torian is a worthwhile experience that done by some shoddy combat bugs. Uh, we like the art design, the brilliant soundtrack, the fun puzzle button. Pa- puzzle battle mashups. Puzzle, puzzle buttons. Puzzle buttons. <laughs> puzzle batons. <laughs> 
to cheerleading thing. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds amazing. So. I'd buy that. Uh, we dislike the poor combat, the various bugs and glitches. That's because of the poor gambos because of the puzzle buttons, of course. Uh, the story can be hard to follow. He gave an 8 out of 10. Good review. Review. I've heard, it, I've heard very mixed things with Torrin. It's like I've heard both ends of the spectrum that it's very reminiscent of Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, in its art like style. It. Yeah, in art, I think it's more in art style than what it actually does. And that's probably what lets it down a bit from the sound of it. Kevin, have you seen anything about this Torrent? I've seen the review, um, <laughs> but that's about it. I, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It might be interesting, but it's not really something I will go on to PSN for and purchase it right away. So maybe if it's ever on PSN, or if it was on PSN, then, well, the whole damn. sales. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, I'll test it out then, yeah. but... I'd say that's a good idea. I'd probably do that as well, to be honest. I'm not great with puzzle games. Uh, while we're talking about great games, though, amazing games, games that you should buy straight away. You shouldn't be reading this. You shouldn't be listening to this review right now. You should have bought it. Uh, <laughs> you should just be buying it right now. One second. I'll give you 30 seconds to go purchase it. Once I said the name, I'll wait 30 seconds. You're placing way too much faith in the PSN store. Uh, yeah, but they can load up while we're talking still. Uh, right, I'm going to time it I'm actually going to time it as you do it <laughs> so. okay Life is Strange episode 3 Chaos Fury you should go purchase it now because it's game of the year <laughs> I tell you what uh, I've only played the first two episodes but I'm inclined to agree so far Wait. okay that's... that's that's long enough you guys should be on the PlayStation store by now no no, it's still loading uh, I now I've got to search and it's still not I don't mind <laughs> searching I've got the damn thing so <laughs> Okay, well, he's searches for the game that he's purchased already. Yeah, and there's no spoilers. So I can say this. Well, there you go. I can uh, add it. But... Word, Life is Strange, episode 3 is another thrilling entry in this intriguing adventure series featuring some of the best plot development to date. Also, we like the awesome cliffhanger, the brilliant story and I would give it a 9 or 9.5. That's just me. So far. But I said we'll talk about it at the end when we talk about game yeah. play because that'll be one of my games played this week. So uh, I always remember the fact that Square Enix took me to the pub last year to play it. Oh, man. I hate you. <laughs> I really do. Well, no, I didn't get to play it. I just got to watch someone play it. But I don't care. They took you to the pub. Yeah. <laughs> I had got to play the Tomb Raider game. Got to watch that. I got to play the remaster of Sleeping Dogs. If you're listening, Square Enix, take me to the pub. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Eurogamer actually, they they had like a special booth for people that got invited, um, oh. and you well, they're not the booth in Eurogamer, but you got invited by Square Enix, and they sent me an invite. Duh. So I went. Alright. Any yeah, pub I would love to do that again. So if you go to the pub again next year, um, you know the beers are <laughs> the beers are on you. I don't drink, <laughs> but I'll buy your drinks. I'll have the drinks. <laughs> uh, but they were off. If I'm wrong, they were off in free <clears> drinks. <throat> Oh man, I hate you twice as much now. <laughs> okay, before I make Neil go into the Hulk, let's go into the next game. By the way, by life is strange. Uh, yeah. Lost Orbit PS4 review: a simple yet in, yet minimally playable dodge up vertical scroller. So many words. Uh, this was done by John Paul Jones, the guy who reviewed Brawl. Made me sad. 
I missed the button where I could just go, go to end of review. I missed that button. Uh, we liked, well, final word, sorry, a simple yet immediately playable dodge and vertical scroller. <laughs> he loves to use that sentence, doesn't he? He just wants yep. to get me tongue-tied. A lost orbit will suck players in with its tight controls and wonderful constructed story. Uh, we like the pixel-perfect dodge em up gameplay, the beautiful told story. The, we just like the gameplay is unvaried enough and it all finishes far too quickly. Uh, 8.0 out of 10. Uh, I've not even heard of this game before. It just looks like a, one of those endless runner types. You know. Go around fast. Yeah, like your uh, jetpack joyride or that sort of thing. You know, where you just go along until you die, basically. But it says you get you're approached by Harrison. Obviously, you get approached by Harrison Ford. It's, yeah. Wow. Obviously, like, this is what's going to happen. Really? Yeah, like you said, awesome. approached by Harrison. So obviously, it's going to be Harrison. I would honestly prefer it with Chewbacca. That'd be amazing yeah, as well. Maybe that's a artist. bonus DLC. Yeah, it's like just he sort of growls, which means uh, uh, have you got a minute to talk about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Yeah, that's just, that's just what happens in those games. Because Wookies are Christians, yeah. I guess one didn't know. <laughs> the Wookies celebrate like their own religion. What was it? Yeah, that it's Sunday. Christi- it's actually Christianity. Wow. By the way, never watched that movie. <laughs> I watched the Nostalgia Critic review in it and oh my god uh, no, to be fair it's one of the best Nostalgia Critic reviews I've ever seen in my life I do recommend that I was uh, there are so definitely much. worse things out there than that though so. I don't know oh no definitely I've watched some pretty bad things how bad though so bad that I can't actually physically talk about it in this podcast yeah we have said that there's a whole bunch of stuff that would probably be best suited to <laughs> A podcast where we just vent about those I mean, sort like of things. Dragon but, Ball Z, the movie. Oh man! You see, I'm not even as big a fan as you, and I still think that's an affront to I anything. I got about five minutes. I got about three minutes into it, and said nope. It's just it's detestable. Once Goku went to school and said he didn't want food, I, I turned it off, thinking no, <laughs> no. Since it was. Why is Goku going to school? And B, why is he turning down food? It's food. He's it makes Goku. it makes Mario Super Mario Bros. movie look canon. Yeah. It is that shite. It just it doesn't do anything right. I feel film. a bit sick from, just it, talking about it. That's how that guy, is. The guy playing Goku, his hair, he just looks like he should be in an advert for Rimmel, for hair gel. And it's just like one of those, oh, look at me with my crazy hair. Oh, yeah, angles, angles, cameras. And it's just like, uh no. Yeah, you know what I'm going to say. Fuck off. Fuck off, Dragon Ball Z Evolution. Oh, <laughs> so. uh, well, we might have to edit that out, maybe. Yeah, well, it's a choice word. Had to have it in there. Yeah. So, I felt strongly enough about this movie needs it. Yeah, it does. If anyone was really offended by that, that means you like that movie. Yeah, that makes us sad. And in which case, I don't want you to be a part of this podcast <laughs> ever. You are stripped of your titles, ranks, clothing, uh, all oh. things you own, and uh, you are banished from the land, basically. Okay, well, we're finishing banishing off all our, yeah, everyone but our one viewer that's left, yeah. who's yeah. probably me. Uh, <laughs> Neil, what have you been playing this week? What have I been playing? That's a very good question. 
I have been playing Life is Strange, funnily enough. I need it. I felt like catching up. I was just hearing so much good about it. And yeah, I said, don't nod. One of my favorite sort of developers anyway. And yeah, it's just such an awesome series for what they do with it. I mean, the Walking Dead has a lot of that where you uh, you get emotionally involved in what's happening and it's quite cool in that sense. But it's 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 usually because there's like really crazy stuff happening. And that's understandable. It's just mental. With with Life is Strange, it's very little things that just get you involved and angry. I think without spoiling stuff, because it's not fair to the same it's not finished, but season uh, episode two of the season, which I'm sure you know, is um, you know, towards the end, and you come up against that seemingly unsolvable problem. And you don't know if you could save that. I'm trying to be really vague here. It's, uh, it's terrible. But yeah, it, it just it really bums you out. And then you feel so angry afterwards for people's reactions to the event that happens. Because they're just so blasé and like, oh, yeah, it was meant to happen because blah, blah. And you just, you, you almost wish for that button that you have in Mass Effect where you just headbutt and punch people every time they get on your nerves in conversations. So it just tells its little stories so well, and the soundtrack is so cool, and it's just uh, it's it's easy to relate to the issues that Max has in in the episodes. Just even now, you know, me being a thirty-three year old man, so I can still remember that sort of school time clique nonsense that you had. Just remembering how awful it can be. And that, and that's, that's the magic of it. It captures it so well. And it's, it, I mean, as a game, it has its flaws. And, you know, it's like the lip syncing is ridiculously out, and graphically, it's up and down in places. But it's just, I don't know, it just does everything so well on the story front that it doesn't really bother me as much. And I said, of course, I haven't played Bloodborne yet or Witcher, but. So far, I'd say it's, it's on course for being a game of the year contender because it's just the stuff in it is so affecting. I, I, I must admit, I, I'm loving it. I'm, I've beaten episode three, and I really can't wait for episode four. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a long 53 day wait. <laughs> no, this is it. This is the other thing. I kind of wanted to sort of take my time because I thought, well, I'll have to wait between each episode and like that. But I don't know. It's just. So good. So, last couple of days, I've really got stream it straight away. I know. Well, when initially I wanted to review it when it was coming, and just the way things went with uh, them doing a press junket for it, I didn't. I would have loved to have reviewed it as well, though. Being yeah, like I would as well. Because, previewed it before. Because oh, I don't know. I just this year I've not thought about the impact of the game's narrative as much as I have with Life is Strange. It just does. It just makes you think afterwards. I think yesterday finished episode two and I just went to bed thinking about it. And I was just like, oh, could I have done this? Could I have done that? And it's like that. And the worst thing is at the end, having you know, that little stat sheet of what people did and then knowing that you could have changed certain decisions 
but knowing in your head that you would have had to have done something to you know straight in the first episode to make that change happen and just like it's just a kicker i mean i'm trying not to change anything beyond the episode where you know the actual time travel aspect of it but on my first playthrough because i don't like to do that i did it with you know, with the walking dead games as well like i make my decision and that's it <clears throat> yeah i'm the same way though i if you are a trophy whore, there is a mode where you can play where you can't do, change your decisions. Yeah. Uh, but you can still play through the game and get the, the photos for a trophy. Yeah, that's it. I, yeah, at first, it was like the first episode, I barely got any of them, and the second, I got quite a few. But then I was just, I think I was just being more yeah. into it. It's like it's, it's strong so far. It really is. It's like. I always cite the um, where episodic gaming is concerned that the two standout episodes in any of them were the third episodes of both seasons of Walking Dead. Both did things that were just like gut punches or you know, really big impact moments. Like that. And yet episode two of Life is Strange is just, it just has that. And it's like, I mean, for me, I got slightly spoiled. And I knew what was going to happen to a degree. And I was trying my damnedest to make sure that thing didn't happen. Like that, trying to think what would be the right answer to this, what would be the right way to go about that. And it still wasn't enough. And it was just horribly depressing to find that, you know, you're helpless to a degree, no matter what you chose. And, uh, yeah, and I mean that plant, poor plant. Uh, yeah, and that's the worst thing. I killed the plant. I killed the damn plant. <laughs> so, <laughs> it so, did send you a message in episode one, don't overalter it. Uh, which I did. So. <laughs> I didn't know I had the plant until the second episode. <laughs> oh, really? And I was like, I, I watered it in the second episode, and I was like, did I already do this once? It's like, it's like, well, I noticed it, but I couldn't find a way yeah. to water it. So. And then I started, yeah, I started episode three, and it was like, yeah, it's dead. And I was like, oh, damn. At least you got that rabbit, though. Yeah. Don't kill that rabbit. <laughs> don't tell me there's even an option. I don't want to know. I don't know. But episode three is the latest one, so... Yeah, I don't want to. I'm trying not to kill anything or get anything killed. Just, uh, I, I don't know if it'll be able to or not. That's, yeah, no. The thing about the game as well it just reminds me it's like Donnie Darko, the game, in a way. Just this whole time travel coolness and the indiness of it and the soundtrack. It's just. I don't know. I told, if it had been me like 10 years ago, this would have been like me frothing in the mouth going, oh my god, best game ever, sort of thing, because it, it was just would suit me perfectly but even now it's still just a fantastically done game and I'm just hoping that you know, Square Enix were good enough to fund you know kick up the rest of the fun for this don't nod and hopefully don't nod get to do better things in future as well I want a season 2 yeah I want a season 2 I would have remember me too yeah it was a, they this is the other thing as well they write really good female characters it's like so I know there was a lot of grumbling in the um, beginning of Life is Strange about, oh, the dialogue sounds false, like that. It doesn't sound like kids talking. It's like, you've, if you've heard kids talk it's these days, it's pretty much that sort of language. So my sister's about that age, the character's in there, and that is how kids talk. <laughs> it really is. Both show. Both show. And that with it. Uh, other than that, I'm. 
<laughs> Other than that, I've been playing um, Ultra Street Fighter 4 on the PS4, which I'm allowed to talk about to a degree, even though it's not until Tuesday. And uh, just people, I, PlayStation MVP, MVP people got three copies yesterday. Yeah. And I don't know. I had problems with Street Fighter 4, Street Fighter 4 in the first place. Now, I've been a long-time Street Fighter fan. I played like 24 hours in a row of Street Fighter 2 when I got it on the Mega Drive many years ago. Uh, because I just loved it. You know, just learning all the different little nuances of it and played all the versions and the crossovers and whatever that we got in the years after. But yeah, six years ago, getting Street Fighter 4, being so hyped for it, was just so disappointing. And it's hard to say why at the time. I think it was mainly a balance problem. You know, they, some characters were just easy to spam with, and just I don't know. Online with fighting games to me just doesn't feel as good as being in the same room as someone playing a fighting game. It's just it's one of those things that needs to be head to head. Like I just beat your ass, there you go, like that, and be done with it. So yeah, I'm wanting to enjoy it. No, at the minute, I'm not really enjoying it, but yeah, still a work in progress on that one. And what else have I really played apart from those two? Do you think? Not a lot. It's one of those weeks. Usually, usual stuff, you know, Minecraft. I play pretty much every other week anyway. And, uh, it Pez. That's it. Damn you, can I? I mean, yeah. Oh, don't. I, yeah, I, I'll be very upset. <laughs> I, I almost feel like I'm playing Pez out of some weird terror that that will be the last time I'll get to because Carly will just go you know what yeah we're starting today we're going to just take all our games off of the network and be done with it uh, right. I will never get the dream Konami game that I've always wanted and always will want which is a full blown Yu-Gi-Oh game from Yu-Gi-Oh season 1 to screw it go up to Arc V the new series of Yu-Gi-Ohs hmm. and have it with the Morpheus Mm, I suppose. Yeah, VR, mon- VR monsters. That would be amazing. Hell, it's definitely got to be in the future. Make even more money by having it so that you can do what you know. Yeah, what you call it did. Eye of Judgment. Yeah. Have have, uh, have a way to scan in the Yu-Gi-Oh cards if possible. Huh. Or have DLC packs to make more money. Yeah, it could work. You can buy this theme deck for the normal price or you can buy booster packs or do what Pokemon do um, when you buy a Pokemon booster pack you get a code which unlocks yeah. a digital booster pack on the online game huh. so they could do that with Yu-Gi-Oh's you could do um, anyway that is, that's all the games I've played but we should definitely say Kevin yeah, what have you been playing this week <laughs> what have you been playing well The Witcher 3 because I don't know, I've never played any of the actual games before that, so I was really curious about it when I saw the footage and the screenshots. So I was interested in what kind of game it actually was, because, I don't know, I never played it, and the collector's edition looked really interesting. So that was pretty much the thing that made me pre-order it as well. So I've been playing that, having a good time, enjoying it, expected it to be worse actually than it actually is because i never expected that i would enjoy the game i thought i would just try out the game feel like it's not mine not really what i'm into and then sort of discard it i guess 
it's nice but, to be pleasantly surprised like that. Yeah, so I was smiling when I realized I actually enjoyed the game as well. So it's good. So now I actually have something to use my PlayStation 4 more off- more actively with. Because I'm I'm mostly a PC gamer itself. My PlayStation 4 is mostly for the exclusives. But sometimes yeah. there's this one game that I prefer to play with a controller. And then I just decide to go for PlayStation 4. So like mm-hmm. The Witcher 3, um, Shadow of Mordor, same thing. If I, I pre-ordered um, Assassin's Creed Syndicate as well. The Big yeah. Ben case. Because I love their special editions, <laughs> and I pre- a copy of me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I pre-ordered that one as well. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I pre-ordered it for PS4, just because those type of games to me are more fun when you play them on TV or with the controller. And I don't know if I play with PC, I prefer to use keyboard and mouse. Yeah, I'm the same with that. So that's pretty much where my PC gaming goes, it has to be mouse and keyboard games. Plus you don't have to wait a month. <laughs> Besides that, I have been playing Project Cars, which oh, yeah. is brilliant in my eyes. I'm horrible at racing games, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm really disappointed about is the fact that the G27 of Logitech is still not supported by PlayStation 4. Ah, as you said in an article this week, you wrote up, didn't you? It's it's written, but it's not out yet. We're we mailed um, Logitech and PlayStation to see if oh, we can cool. get a statement, and I hope to see the article live soon. So yeah, I'm I'm just curious because also interesting today is that there were rumors about um, a Logitech G29. You can see uh, a topic on the forums as well about it. And there's a picture of, of the wheel as well. And if you look at it, it's there's two different pictures. And in one picture, you see a different logo in the middle of the wheel and yeah. a sort of more modern, newer, minimalistic logo. And then the current um, Logitech gaming logo that's on their current um, game peripherals for PC, that logo is on another picture in the middle. So I'm a bit curious whether or not it's a real thing or if it's just like a sort of mock-up thing but the interesting thing about the whole wheel itself to me is that it had exclusively playstation buttons so it had the triangle the circle the cross you know um it had the share button uh the option button and that's where i'm curious at because to me if this is an actual wheel that's going to be released i'm going to guess they are going to drop the G27 support and just going to go for the G29 instead as a PlayStation exclusive, maybe. So that would be a shame because they would be pretty good off, a lot of cheaper as well, if they would just release an adapter for the G27 or G25 for those who still use that wheel. But, yeah, it's, yeah it's sad curious. That way. I'm curious to see what is going to be the whole solution or eventual outcome of that situation because currently i have project cars both on pc and playstation 4 Uh, playstation 4 because mostly the people that i know that play race games if i want to play with them well they usually play it on playstation so yeah but i love racing with a wheel um so i got it on pc as well for that Hmm. for me i don't know i've never gone with wheels as much 
just one of those weird things with that. But yeah, it's, it is weird that they just let it slide and try and flog out a new one, as it seems. I suppose you'll see soon enough uh, if it, it'll probably be uh, one of those small announcements that gets made in E3 about the uh, new gen wheel. But yeah, it's a shame they can't do something better about it. Or maybe an amazing little indie company like the people that made Skullgirls makes a driver for it. And then well, it will use it. <laughs> well, there actually is um, this thing that there's multiple <clears throat> options, but like the most known option around it is the M4, which is, I think, Mac or Match 4 stick, yeah. which is basically a stick you connect to your PlayStation and then you connect your wheel. But on the side, you connect a controller with a cable because the stick, if as far as I could read and understand what it all was about, it basically meant that the stick would look at the controller and it would generate a sort of... It, it would just make sure that the wheel would think... No, wait. <laughs> I'm confused here. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. And I don't know... Um, as uh, Neil just said, I wrote a sort of article around the G27 support for PlayStation 4, and I hope to have it live soon with more information about it. Stay tuned. <laughs> Kevin's being all proper journalist about it. He's actually going <laughs> sources. Got to start young. He's already done more than me, and I've been there for years. <laughs> Yeah, but you've hosted loads of podcasts and stuff, so... The host slash pester slash randomly <laughs> rant and chat. Yes, pretty much. PSU goat. Yeah. goat. And the best and, carpet uh, salesman in Scarborough. Yeah, see? See, I'm all the things. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I want to say uh, I should talk about what I've been playing now. I, I think that's okay. Yeah. I yeah, I, I, hang on, I'll just check the rule book. Yes, yeah, yeah. you are allowed to say what it is. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. otherwise, being the host, I could just end the podcast right now and just dead space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be very dour. So, yeah, I think we should. <clears throat> uh, I've been playing Farming Stimulator 2015. Uh, I'll be reviewing this for PSU.com and I hope to have the review early next week. Um, I've also been playing The Witcher 3, which I actually had the big issue loading it up. Because, of course, I curse everything I, can, I touch. <laughs> this is a known fact on the podcast and on PSU and on Twitter that I curse everything. Video game-wise, as soon as I touch it, it just breaks. Uh, basically, what happened was uh, I couldn't get past the scene where Geralt was dreaming at the start. You know, when you it literally, as you press the new game, it has that little cutscene and it has him like, fallen asleep. And it goes to the loading screen. Yeah. It would not go past that loading screen. Oh, that that's annoying as hell. Uh, uh, and if anyone else has that issue, don't don't send your Witcher copy in. What you got to do is delete your update data and then load it up. Delete your update and then load it up because that's what causes the issue for some reason. Because uh, once I've beaten that, once I've beaten that cutscene, <laughs> I got a trophy. Congratulations, you did the first cutscene. <laughs> It actually loaded just fine. But yeah, I was waiting for 15 minutes thinking, this seems like a long loading screen. Oh, that's a big game. It's a long loading screen. Looked online. It's like, no, it's not supposed to take that long. And then when I deleted <laughs> the update data, it took 30 seconds. <clears throat> I think, it, yeah, yeah, it was broken. 
Uh, yeah, I'm. I've also been playing the Warframes, which I play all the time. Um, and I spent more money on the Warframes because there's an event going on. Because, why not? Uh, and apart from that, I haven't really been playing much. I'm looking forward to Magicka 2 next week, though. Uh, which I will be reviewing for PSU.com as well. So, all the reviews, all the writings. Um, so, yeah, that's what I've been playing recently. Um, so, I think we're pretty much wrapping up. i just got a couple of things before I go. Um, first of all, I want to say another shout-out for Thomas Gargan. I got another email from him. He said, I listened to the week's show. Uh, thanks for having Mike read the email. Sorry, but Thomas, Mike's not here this week. But you got these reading out instead. Uh, I look forward to downloading MP3 every week. But he has a question this time, guys. He has a, a question? question? I'm not prepared for questions. You're not prepared for questions. You can have a question anyway. <laughs> no comment. No comment. Uh, do you think the third? Do you think third-person games with 3D worlds, for example, Uncharted, work for Morpheus? I know many VR games are mostly first-person for the immersion factor, but I'm also interested in playing the third-person game with a 360 display and a traditional controller. Thanks. Uh, do you think Uncharted would work with the Morpheus? This is. Ooh. Matrix. Oh yeah, I mean, theoretically it would work, but. Uh, stylistically, probably not. Just, um, I, yeah, first person works to a degree because, yeah, you're not seeing something in front of you, you're controlling. Um, the best sort of example I could think of work for a third person game is something like Puppeteer, yeah. where you control, you know, controlling a puppet type thing, and you know, just be, you, know, you could see your hands moving in real time, moving the you know, character. And that sort of thing will work, but yeah, where you're actually just controlling an entity like that, it's like Nathan Drake, it's probably not going to quite have the same impact. It would just almost be gimmicky to have the stuff coming at you, but nothing you couldn't achieve with, say, a 3D display, basically, would be what you're getting. Whereas, you know, uh, VR headsets with first-person stuff work so well because you are experiencing it a lot closer to real life. I mean, it's still not exact because... You know, your head movement isn't going to work exactly the same way in a game, and you've still got a lot of control that you can't have because you're using you know, a controller rather than your body to move around. It's, it, I think they'll try things like that going down the line because it's, none of it is you know, uber-realistic. But I just think it would be kind of pointless. And Kevin, what do you think about this question from the, from our good friend Thomas Gargan it's actually a good question because I was wondering myself as well how they would make it properly work because I mean I have an Oculus Rift the first dev kit yeah. and I haven't seen a single demo myself where you play as a third person viewer so I'm not sure how that would actually fit I mean it probably would work but I don't know if it would be as enjoyable as when you play in first person because basically, I don't know, it it would feel like you're simply in a movie. Like, you in the cinema, I mean, like you would be watching something happening as you were like the camera. You're not the actual person doing the actions. So, I, I don't know. I think it's going to be an interesting thing to try out, but I don't think I would actually enjoy games with that third-person view on virtual reality mix. 
I think first person is the way to go for virtual reality. Yeah. To be honest, my answer is go play Virtual Boy. Nearly all the games on the well, all the games is like twelve, isn't there? But nearly all the twelve games are third person. So go try that out. <laughs> you mean that thing that flopped so very, 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 very hard. Yeah, but it's it's three Ds, it's VRs, it's reds, blacks, it's all. It was a it was a headache in a box. So go try the VR of the Virtual Boy. That's now in stores. It's Ben's weekly promotion of shit products. And I'm gonna promote. I'm gonna say one more thing because I think this is this is what everyone comes to a PlayStation Universe podcast for. I think this is the main 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 announcement right now. That I've got you deliver pizza after this. No, I didn't order that from the pizzeria. I, I, I don't like pizza. <laughs> oh um, dear. But anyway, this is I'm the finding out some terrible PlayStation things announcement ever. Um, Sweden won Eurovision. <laughs> well done Sweden um, but congratulations England we got five whole points so we did well I know we're like 400 odd points away from first place but we did five points and that's better than the zero points or four points I would like to say it was better than not turning up at all but it's not no it's not really but still we got five whole points and I want to say congratulations Electro Bell Electro <laughs> I, remember what I, uh, I think we're called Electro Velvet or something like that. Uh, so congratulations, England, for doing well. And congratulations, Sweden. Uh, you you did a win. Well done. Um, and my last article that I'm going to be talking about is my Call of Duty contest has been delayed till next week because there's only been two winners still. But if I get no entries by next week, both entries will get a prize. Uh, one person will get the Call of Duty Hardened Edition 360 Special um, and the other person will get a PSN voucher. Um, so if you want to enter uh, who is the protagonist that returns from Black Ops 1 to Black Ops 2, uh, email me at ben.shubithall at psu.com or podcast at psu.com or psn me at chili or um, twitter me at chili underscore uk or phone me at... <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm not going to add that. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I've pretty much given out all my details now so I don't need to tell you how to contact me because you know how to contact me from that uh, but Neil how can they stalk you how, how can they people? stalk me this is always a question it'd be nice to be stalked but, how could uh, Ned the Speedy Reno follow you yes yes if anyone is interested in funding Ned, Ned for Speedy Reno <laughs> as a game yeah, you could always contact me on the email at neil.psu.com and yeah I might take you seriously. Okay. Um, yeah, then I'm on Twitter at Nezko, which is N-E-Z-Z-K-O, where I talk incessantly about nothing. And also, I'm on PSN, where you can marvel my healthy collection of trophies of games that no one bothers playing. And that's Son of Venom, all one word, lowercase. It's like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> Kevin, how can they contact Arena you? Well, um, first of all, at t- Twitter, which is just at Mr. Waxweasel. 
Um, do I have to spell it out or? <laughs> just, make, just say if it's lowercase or uppercase. Yeah. Well, I don't really think cases matter on Twitter, so I think you get the same result if you do it lowercase That's or true. uppercase. Yeah. Oh, forget anything I've ever said. Then just look for it neat. <laughs> yeah. So that works. So <laughs> Mr. Wax Weasel on Twitter, um, and then Kip Kebab ninety two on PSN because I was young and didn't really think of a proper name. Thank you, Sony, for not giving us a name change option yet. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you say that, I've just searched my name and there are two options. One is the lowercase and one is the higher case. Yeah. So the uppercase. So I'm not Nezo, I'm Neil S. Bolt. There you go. Huh. Well, for me, it's uppercase M, lowercase R, uppercase W, <laughs> lowercase AX, <laughs> then now uppercase w <laughs> and the rest easel is lowercase <laughs> what a twist are there any other contact forms though for you given uh, that's all the contacts is it all the contacts all of the contacts that exist the con- there's no more unless you have smoke signals no. yeah, you can contact uh, me by pigeon as well if you want to yes. <laughs> I'm still taking telegrams. Yeah, dog from above. <laughs> Lighthouse in the bay. You know, well, so I do the the beach. So. Yeah, Morse code. Yeah, I can accept all the forms. All of the forms. So telegram. Yeah, you just just find a way, and I'll find it. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're ready to wrap this episode up of whatever we just said. I don't, I'm not exactly what's sure what's going on this entire podcast, really. To be honest. It's much like uh, Ubisoft working on Assassin's Creed Unity. Uh, a bunch of words came together and they sort of formed some ideas. But I hope we don't make anyone angry. That's incredibly <laughs> likely, but no one, no one will tell us, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, but it's okay, we won't patch the podcast, we'll just add free DLC later on. <laughs> if anything, we'll make it bloated with me rambling incessantly on about uh, something. So. Um, so I think I think we're done here. I think I'm quite thankful the fact we're done. Are you thankfully diddly dankle? Yeah, I'm going to thank diddly godly for me. Thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> diddly god for me. Goodbye, everyone. How do you diddly? See you guys. <laughs>